will find a witch to be able to do a seance to bring up Shmuel and Avi. So there weren't any around because he had, he had gotten rid of them because he was a melech who was enforcing halacha. There was only one that went into early retirement, Avner's mother. So after really asking, like, there's a battle with the police tomorrow, we don't know what to do. So Avner took him to mother and she didn't want to do it, but then said everything's okay. And then she called up Shmuel and Avi and he came right side up. And they always come upside down. This is Olam Hapach and Olam Haba, a very deep uh, chazal. But they only come right side up for the Melech. So she gave out a scream. She realized the Melech in the room, she thought she was being framed. She couldn't understand why her son would give in to that. But, and she screamed, and Shaul said, no, 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 I really just got to speak to him. And uh, so, you know, your, uh, your brother was coming up sideways. I want to make sure, Bela Mazeh, he's, uh, he's here with us for many years. I want to make sure he's right side up. He's got that of him? Uh, so he's sideways. He's improving. Okay, that was an uh, opportunity for a little chazara. Okay, uh, we were on the Chutzon, which I didn't give out again, because I just want to recap what he was saying, a very powerful idea, and that is that one of the reasons he feels, a primary reason why we have to be Mechabit parents, even if we don't always agree, and we can't be Seisa Devarim, even though we don't always agree, and even though they're not always necessarily always right. If it's not something that's damaging like the swing vote in an election, which, as I mentioned, many times in New York is irrelevant most of the time, or I think they haven't had any exceptions, certainly in a national election. So you can't disagree unless they seek your opinion. He said, all this comes from the fact that they gave birth to you, brought you into the world, gave you life. It's like somebody who saved your life, and they fed you and helped you. And most of the time that's true, even if mistakes were made along the way. And that triggers a chiyuv, of indebtedness, a shibud, a karasatayv, the olam void. And he said last night on page two, which I'm just summarizing because I wanted to segue to the next Maramokam based on this theme, he said that people uh, in every generation, remember we started a year ago, uh, Dennis and Ivishis is complaining in his dar that already they're acting out of line. So there can't be a conversation where after we finish tweaking everything for the issues of the dar and the self-esteem, where there's just total lack of der and the parent is on the same level as a chum or a colleague of the child, even though they're supposed to be friends and they're supposed to be all those good things, but it can't be shava b'shava because then you won't be able to mechanic the child, and the child needs the chinuch and actually wants the chinuch deep down and wants the parameters, and uh, people without parameters. Uh, can't possibly get anywhere, as we mentioned a few times, but it has to be drilled in. Yes, Avi, you were uh, you were asking. You agree, as a, as a child and a parent. Let's you, uh, <laughs> Okay, so go to the Chubasvan Hagas you have in front of you. This is a Leilenu, tragic but incredible example of this application that <clears throat> there's, besides the practical kibud and servicing and doing what they need, and not aggravating them. There's the fact that there's an independent Xerisakasov, if you'll call it, to be Mechabedem, even though they don't even realize necessarily they're getting kibud. And I say Leilenu is a tragic application, is this next chuva in front of us, which is a very important chuva, both from the treatment in terms of what you have to do medically, which in one short chuva, we're not going to exhaust the sugya. It's a big sugya today as the healthcare gets more and more. Uh, desperate in terms of the squeezing of the margins, and I always tell people America is still better than Europe and Canada because we're just going in the direction that they went many years ago, and 
there's still more given for what you are paying for here. When it's nationalized health care, you can't do anything, and you really need a patient advocate. I know this because I dealt with Shailas from Canada and England, and it's, I thought America was bad. And like they're starting off almost like interesting parallel. In Europe, I think you're guilty until proven innocent. In the American democracy, you're innocent until proven guilty. Uh, over there, the start-off position of the hospital facility is uh, there's definitely like a DNR in place, and we're not keeping this for very long. And they start, and you gotta fight city hall, literally, and it's difficult, very difficult. It's difficult here, and it's getting more difficult, which is a pachad. That's why we have to be aware of these things. And the first part of the truth is going to be about that. And the second part of the truth is going to be if the patient is unconscious. And comatose and whatever the, doc- the doctors describe that they're going to start pushing from, again, the medical standpoint, which is real spitz kibbut of aim. You're helping the parent survive, even though the medical community by and large and the nation by and large doesn't recognize the value of that. But the hashkafa we have, when we're not causing tremendous pain and agony, it's, it's a 50-hour shear. So we're not going to get into all those pratim, but there are many cases where we, as Americans, start thinking like Westerners, and they say, what good is it, and what are we doing, and what are we accomplishing? And we don't appreciate the inyane uh, nister of every second of life, even if the patient really can't think, really can't hear, and really will never recover. None of which, all those three categories, are assumptions that are always guaranteed, Baruch Hashem. Uh, they're always making, that most people don't come out. We, I know many cases, not my cynicism, where against uh, all the predictions, they, uh, they're walking and they're talking, they came out of it, and they survived a lot longer than the drastic predictions of the medical community because there's tremendous downward pressure. Rebitson is a nurse. She works in healthcare and she works with older patients. It's uh, low human. I, I get Shailas all the time, and sometimes you have to answer Shailas and the Rebbitson also when she calls. Uh, sometimes they're emergencies. Like, usually I, I figured it can wait till a bus of Shailas says, my pot will wait till uh, we have time late at night. Uh, these, are, uh, these are real Shailas, and any doctor and any nurse and any child, uh, Leilenu is often faced with these shailas, and they're really difficult because not only are you trying to figure out the answer, you're also fighting the establishment. And, and in a firm environment, which happens to work, it's already better because the people don't understand what they're up against, but there's a tremendous downward pressure because all this costs money and a lot of it. And that's the first part of this truva. You're fighting against a mindset. They can't play golf, they can't play tennis, and often they can't even talk. And doctors assume they can't hear and can't think. Those last two assumptions are sometimes more pushed, sometimes less pushed, but it's never completely pushed. And even if it were so, as the Tshuva Sanhagas will point out, every second of kapara and suffering, we don't cause more suffering, but just being in the world, being in the matzah, is already erasing a lot of uh, potential initial uh, maba. So active euthanasia is out of question, although they're practicing that in many... Uh, somebody tell me here recently that... Uh, a very successful fellow, he used to be a professor, who flew to some European country to his death. And he flew first class or some mind-boggling story like that. Did something something there Yeah, like a, if a business class, they want to be comfortable. And like it sounds like a story like they put, it's stuck in my head, as all horrific Holocaust stories do, of the World War I hero from either Germany or Austria, and they had a dilemma, as Nazis in Marshall only they can have, and said, look, he's Jewish, so we're going to kill him. 
But Isa, he was, a, he was a decorated officer in the army, so what do we do? So they decided they're going to send him first class by train to Auschwitz. So that doesn't make any sense, but of course it doesn't make any sense. But they held that that was. So this guy's going to kill himself, assisted suicide, lethal injection. And if you go in, you might as well go comfortably. You don't want to, you know, leg room is an issue on planes. Leg room, you worried about your leg room? So he'll argue, well, no, if I'm alive, I want to be comfortable. I just don't want to be alive. Yeah, we don't uh, buy into any of this, and uh, needless to say, and uh, we can't put a price tag on every second. And the Rydler Dover, which he's going to make a uh, quick mention to, we're not doing justice to the Sugya, is the fact the classic case brought down Hukhashab is in the Shokharach and Mishabura, is when a building, Rahman Aslan, fell on somebody. He's crushed by a hundred stories. They didn't have a hundred stories then, but he's crushed. And he's going to live another five seconds, and he's probably not conscious. And it says he can machal Shabbos and Dereses to take off a beam or two to make him feel more comfortable that he might live another 10 seconds. Machal Shabbos Dereses. So the guy's probably not breathing very well and he's probably not too coherent. But the Be'er makes absolutely clear. It doesn't make a difference. It's not because Chalel loves Shabbos Achas, which is once far in the Gemara Yuma. We save his life. Chalel loves Shabbos Achas. Shabbos Shabbos He's not going to make it to another Shabbos. Not gonna make it. So you say he'll be he'll keep this Shabbos for another ten minutes. But he's not. He's not conscious. Not high misses. And the Bir Lacha says doesn't make a difference. We don't pass in like that. Sfar alone. We pass in that every second of life has infinite value, and therefore you're machal Shabbos for him. So that halacha speaks volumes uh, for the sugya. And the second part he's going to discuss is the fact that if they really on the side they really can't hear, is rochiv kibud. They don't know you're visiting. That's a pretty serious shayla and the lumbus of which uh, is going to have to be explored. So let's start uh, first things first. And Simon Tuff, Mem Ches, and Yuchubis Von Hokus, yes? So there's a Chiv HaChemisa, there's a Shai Lonachorin, where the Chiv HaChemisa is the race, but is it the same level Chiv? And I can argue, which I'm not going to argue too strongly because when we finish the Chuvah, you'll see that we don't really know what they hear and what they don't hear, and, and it's irrelevant because even if they don't hear, there's a Chiv to Machabit the person because this is your... Idle, bad word to use in any so but this is a person who saved your life. So you're going to be machabin him whether he knows you're there or not. That's, that's why I'm doing this right after the reminiscence we just saw. And it's going to be irrelevant whether he can hear and the jury's still out in each situation. I know of a few cases where when they woke up, they started saying over all the things that were said. And I always implore family members in hospitals, do not talk about Levaya arrangements in the room you should, probably shouldn't talk about them at all yet. It's kind of depressing and um, but if you can discuss it, please go out in the hallway and walk 30 feet to the left. It's done all the time. And when people wake up, are you going to hear about it? <laughs> Even if they don't wake up, it's an avla. If, if, if you're trying to elongate the life and give nachas every few seconds, if somebody was supposed to be living a little longer, he's going to have a heart attack if he hears you're talking about his levaya. Especially if he doesn't even like the inscription you're talking about on the Matzeva. This is like, this is posh, like you're all, you're all laughing because it sounds like funny, but I, I, I've been in hospitals, been visiting people, like they're, they're talking right there. I say, I have to like walk in, can you like move over? So, ah, he, the doctor said he can't hear anyway. I said, the doctors don't know everything. And, uh, and, and to answer your question, there's a chilek between, possibly, after Misa, the neshama, Paka, sees everything. So maybe there's a key. First of all, you're helping him tangibly because it can erase some of the Gehenim, the Kaddish, and the Mrs. Chusim. 
and he might be able to hear, totally in the Gemara Brachas, do they hear, do they not, do they care? Shiloh went to Maskana, is over there. No, so that's why, that's why I'm giving this middle example. Shiloh's where's the Neshama at this point, so we have all heard of out-of-body experiences. Some of them are true. Doesn't mean everybody who has a halayim that had that mean it happened, but if, as we spoke about, I think in this year, the assumption is doctors can't do tchis and yet we know sometimes the patient coded and he's no longer here, and then they're working him for 20 minutes in Baruch and they bring him back. So we discussed that the doctors do tchis just now. Well, doctors aren't tanaim, they can't do tchis and it's never done even the time of the tanaim, very rare. Elio, Alicia. So what they do, so as we spoke about, I think Shavuos night also, they, if they become alive again, or if the doctors resuscitate them, so that means Lamafreya, they were alive the whole time. Now why should that be so? Because the Anach is doctors can't do Tchis and if they resuscitate him, that means that Hashem still gave him enough life that the doctors can bring him back, and if they didn't, so everybody started asking, well, what if doctors could have, but they just didn't because they stood around doing nothing, or they weren't as easy to go. Okay, so that's also Bashar. But the Nisham at that point is not in the body and probably looking down based on the stories, some of which are, are well documented and they said things that they couldn't have known otherwise and that would be an afkamina but we're talking about here they're still alive and they're not even ready they just, the doctor said like, what, are you, what are you still pursuing the agenda for? Send them Shama's inside when the Shama's inside it has all the blocking agents as I described once uh, uh, the I'm talk about the Shama can take information from all over the universe but it's in the body Hashem made it so we shouldn't get confused and overloaded with information you can only take in information through the eyes the nose, the ears, the senses when the Shama's out it's the biggest pachad besides the malachim is the fact that it's getting bombarded with five billion pieces of information and it focuses on the body to be able to just focus on something it knows but when the patient is even very sick until they're actually coded the body is still within a shaman pashtus so a lot of inyanim al let's get to the halacha simen tafmen it's already a long time and they have no hakara, which means they're not conscious, they're not uh, the comatose, the ain la takana, which is the opinion of the doctors. And most of the time, statistically, it's true. Doctors don't make these things up by themselves. They have statistics, and most of the time, they're right. But that still doesn't mean you should be talking in front of them, and it still doesn't mean there's no union of kibud and no union of trying to help, as we will see. Ain la takana, lafazer, Two shailus. You have to spend money, time, and effort to help them from a medical, physical standpoint, and is there a chiv covenant to what extent? Shairish, sheila, samashpacha. Fidas ha-reifim, lo yagiyah li'elim ha-deyakara. Which again, most of the time is correct, not always. Kvar sheichav kamashanam li'akara, klal kameis. L'daitam ein bene lo'adameis mumas. The doctors feel, the ashkafa of the culture is, that he's basically not alive anyway, which we strongly disagree with. Ulai ein chayva alayim lidog b'mam and rav, l'reifim l'tapabash yichyeh, why is it necessary? Why should it be necessary to spend a lot of money and time and effort to prolong this if the doctors feel there's no point? So on the one hand, if he can't practically do mitzvahs, then <laughs> is the chayim worth something? And if statistically it's 99.999, we're normally not cheshish for a nes. So why taka do we have a chiv to be proactive? <laughs> He's crushed under a building. 
He's clearly not going to live, and he's probably not conscious right now. Machalim Shabbos Afilu Chayisha Afshle Gilil Melchal Mitzvahs. As the Biralacha says, even if he's not going to get to another Shabbos, not going to get to another Mitzvah, and might not even wake up. Shairish Adavanira. He says, a fascinating idea, besides the fact that Kapara, and the fact that he might wake up, and the fact that he could be thinking on some level, and we can't really measure these things. Interesting concept. The fact that a person is alive, it brings a hashpa of teva. When a good person, certainly at Sadiq, certainly we assume from people, have more mitzvahs than Averis. The fact that he's on earth is a protection for us. When we when you have a Leviathan, and he's not here anymore, we're not just crying because we miss him, we're crying because Clay Israel needs him. The bigger the person is, the more that's true. But any from person, is like, if he has more mitzvahs than Averis, then he's putting downward positive pressure on the atmosphere of Kadusha. That's why, by Vodvisharmrina, if he's in negative territory, we hope he does tshuva, but that wouldn't necessarily be the case. But he's making a fascinating point, which again is a shtickle Kabbalah, but. As long as he's alive. You look at the. There were Gedalim, 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 who were Nifter right before things got even worse in World War II of Chaim Ezer and others, and everybody commented then. There was a tremendous pachad, besides the fact they were left without a leader, and he's the one who, an engineer saving major yeshivas, getting to Vilna, the whole thing was an ace, if you know the Misa, but he was nifter, and they were very afraid that that was because the Baruch was taking away the protection, which uh, ended up being the case. So for the, what? Came to power, right, right. And Chaim Eiser was in, I think, when things were like they were closing in, and Vilna was like one avenue of uh, rescue for like a very short time, and he engineered it, but then he wasn't here. So, Rashtam was making the point that we don't understand it, it's very painful to watch, and he can't seem to think or do any mitzvahs. We don't know exactly if he can think, but even if he really can't. The fact that he's here is still a presence on earth that is a source for protection of people. Now, you'll ask, well, if he's not here, it'll be a Melis Yeshur. That's true to an extent, but apparently that's the next step. It's better if he's still with Klai Yisrael down here. And then personally, for him... His matzav is, obviously, even if he's not in actual pain, and that's hard to measure also, uh, the matzav is, for the neshama on whatever level, the neshama doesn't understand what's going on, it's painful, and the embarrassment, and the busha, shasav, yisur, my rabbin, yisur, and the neshama, the busha, shalom, the fi matzavah. Ptirasa, aveda, gedel, am yisrael. When he's no longer here, that's a big loss for Klai Yisrael. L'chein, mitzvah satari, hi l'chayesa, fi l'chal shabbos, gam l'chayesha. Okay, but again, this is another reason that we don't, Need this reason I'll pick up all the reason is that Yid is a Yid and he's alive, and you have to be Michal Shavit for him that uh, says it all. Again, it's not the forum for this, but if you're doing something that is overly invasive and prolonging pain without any help of a fool, and the pain seems to be, based on medical knowledge, unbearable, then their shadow has to be asked. Here, the doctors really don't know. We don't have that many with all our technology. We don't have measurements that. How to measure pain exactly? It's 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 a chiddush to me 
because I'm involved in these cases, unfortunately, that the doctors really, speaking from doctors, on a doctor, they, they, they really don't know how to measure the pain. Pain management is, yeah, Avram, you're listening. So pain management is you know how to measure when the guy has less pain because he's smiling. But <laughs> it's, we don't have, it's not like an MR and X-ray, we can measure, we can see something. The pain is not, especially if he's not talking, that he's not moving. They have some ways of checking, but it's not an exact science. Avram, if you have any comments on that, please send me an email. We'll uh, mention it, B'Shem Ramo, tomorrow night, now that you're up straight almost. Um, and the topic is a clash is a type of deal. The gamble is back to the shemok and a lamb. He repeats, it's not good for him, but it's protection for the family. Af al kli yisrael and for all of kli yisrael. So it's a fascinating insight. Yes. So as I mentioned, if it's a tension ish, but it's hard to measure. Is he ahead in negative territory, positive territory? This is not the defining reason. This is just another fascinating hashkafa that people should know, which helps them deal with the situation. Main reason is it's a low pull with the racer. The guy's alive. You got to keep him alive. And we don't care. We don't care what he's doing. If it's a Russia Marusha, then not. Then we have the din, Marie de Villamala, and all those other din. But today, we hope to assume everybody's a Tinish Nishba. Maybe. We have many Shiram on that. None of them are radio, which is probably better. Uh, but uh, we assume that, um, that most of them are according to many Peskim. Okay, that's step number one. Step number two to the keyboard, the actual keyboard. The first thing is keyboard because you're doing something tangible to help the parent. Mashashal. I've had situations, by the way, not one, not two, where families couldn't get together on this. There's a lot of pressure in these situations, and we don't wish on anybody. And the siblings and the aunts and the uncles and the cousins, everybody's like involved, everybody has an opinion. Uh, that's true if everybody's from. Okay, the good news is if everybody's from, hopefully they can ask a rov, and hopefully they're going to read ask one rov and get an answer. I've had many situations where some were and some were, and siblings. And every time came out every time. It falls out immediately in party lines. That's this vicious fighting because they're not from, because they don't know all these dinner in Ashkafas and they are Americans and they say, well, well doctor said there's no hope. I'm like, what are you doing? And everything's a fight. The intubating and the, everything's a fight. They're, they're Shilas, but they, they don't want to ask Shilas because they're, and the from people have a responsibility and I've had a couple of occasions where people call me to the hospital with different Shilas I hear beeping in the background. My ears perk up when I hear those things. And I've had a couple of situations. They call me the Yaldiyah Shaila or something like Nothing to do with anything. And I say, I hear beeping about me. Where are you? They say, oh, it's no, no, no problem. I said, are you in the hospital? That's a number of times. It's, I'm happy that he called me from the hospital. He, in the hospital, you have time in your hands. He had a phone. So he wanted to call some Shailas, which are Chesha Mishma Shailas and Yaldiyah Shailas. And... Um, and he said, yeah, it's just that there's an aunt. I've been visiting her. I said, oh, what's the story? He said, oh, I don't want to you know, bother you with that. I said, bother me. Uh, and um, so it turns out, when I hear bells and whistles, usually they're not the positive ones. Uh, I can't tell you. And he said, ah, I'm just a nephew. I didn't hear the shadow yet. As soon as I said, it bothered me. He said, I'm just a nephew. That already told me everything I had to know. So I said, is there a problem? He said, well, she's really... You know, unfortunately, she's not going to make it. The doctor said, just forget it. So that really convinced me, as you can imagine. So I said, uh, what are you up against? He said, the other children, my aunts, nobody's from. Which means he knew that already, he probably at the first wished he hadn't called with the Shiloh. Could have waited till he got home without any bells and whistles. But uh, 
Uh, so I said, um, did you bring it up? He said, I bring it up. These people uh, redefine liberal. I said, I'm going to get shechted. Now, shechted is a very important word in this sugya here. Um, he used, I think he used that Russian. I said, well, you're a Suffolk getting killed, and if you do nothing, she's going to die. So he said, well, how do I start up with City Hall? I said, um, if you have family members and you scream and yell, sometimes they'll listen. It's very uncomfortable. And he didn't want to do it, and he probably made a mental note next time I call with the Shaila. It's going to be in shul or something like that. But he was fortunate because I pressed the point, and he, to his credit, rose to the occasion. It was a real bad fight. Uh, he won. And she lived for quite a few more months. It's uncomfortable. Like people just, you know, we didn't want to go on tallies. Nobody's from and I don't understand what I'm talking about. Okay. But that's why the shuva has to be written. And sometimes it's a shayla, but, but if the shayla and the answer is, then I heard the rest of the story of what was going on. And let me put it delicately, she wasn't anywhere near dying had they not given up. I wish I would have heard the shayla a week before that. She was in this pitiful state because they already had this position from two months before that. And that's a, that's a big problem. So that's number one, uh, the servicing of the parent to be there for them even though it's painful to watch. Second child is, if they're in the state for months and years and years, is there anything to cover? They don't know you're there. They, even though, I will admit, 99%, they probably don't know. So this is the 1%, but even if they don't know, what's the din? Mr. Shem will pick that up tomorrow.